Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of SFSU GatorCast, SFSU's alumni podcast. Today, we have another guest, a special guest who uh, has been, who I've been following quite a while on LinkedIn. He is a university recruiter at Intuit, top 25 job search expert to follow on LinkedIn, CEO at Career Doctor, professional speaker, and he helps untapped talent and first-generation students break into tech. Please welcome Manny Duenas to the podcast today. Great to have you on the show and everything. And, and as I mentioned, I, I've been following you for quite a while, so it's kind of a fan moment for me to speak to you on the podcast and be able to hear more of your story and everything too. So I do have a number of questions, want to get into the story a little bit more and everything. But first, I just wanted to share a disclaimer that the opinions that we share on this podcast are our own and not a representation of the companies that we work for. All right. And with that, we'll get started. Manny, so where are you from? Where did you grow up? What was your story before you got to where you are today? So I was born and raised in Hayward, California. Some people call it the heart of the Bay. I've moved around my whole life, all around the Bay Area. I lived in Santa Cruz, Aptal, Huntington, currently in Livermore. I've been all around Danville, uh, even Citrus Heights in Sacramento. So I've really traveled around. I've lived all around these parts then. <laughs> As a first-generation college student and everything, what were some of the important lessons that you did get from your parents while you were growing up that you think still holds true today? When I think back, I feel like my, my dad maybe pulled me aside one time, like um, in part like a lesson on greeting. But other than that, it was more so just kind of like observing and learning through his actions and you know, taking away lessons from that. But I do remember this one time that he pulled me aside and he was, he was actually crying and I'd never seen this man cry in my life. You know, it's like this tall, quiet, silent person, very strong type of, type of guy. And when that happened, I think I got, I'd gotten in trouble. <laughs> I'd gotten in trouble and kind of pulled me aside. Like he told me, you know, I, I want you to be better than me. And that really stuck with me. That like really like moved me at that time. And my dad, you know, was a, was a hustler and still is, still doing everything we need to do, you know, to take care of the family and, you know, make money, put food on the table and all that stuff. And so I learned a lot through his entrepreneur spirit and hustle. He used to take me around to island festivals. I did, uh, you know, help him unload the truck and help with like the booth. He even, uh, back in the day would sell like shaved ice at flea markets and like outside like Toys R Us. So I'd be like a kid tagging along with him. So I got to see him do all these things. He's a very creative person, very inventive. And so I think I learned a lot from those experiences. And, you know, I happen to be, I, I want to say, a creative person, an inventive person myself. What was it about being first gen that makes you want to help out students who have that character trait similar to yours? So because I have that, that type of background, you know, my parents didn't go to college. I think my mom attempted but she was a stay-at-home mom for the most part. My dad, you know, high school education. And so there were so many times for me where I couldn't lean on my parents. I couldn't have conversations with them just because I felt like I couldn't lean on them to support me during my college years. And so because of that, I went through my whole entire academic career without any mentors. And I, my college experience was actually longer than most. 
that's something I, I talk about very often, but I was in college for maybe seven years total. I went to different colleges and, you know, finally found a home at San Francisco State University and graduated. And so there was nobody telling me how to manage my finances. There was nobody telling me whether I should take out student loans or not, or move here, move there, or you should be doing your homework, any of that stuff. So I was very solo doing all of those things. And so I can only imagine, you know, what it's like for others who are first generation, you know, don't have parents or maybe even relatives that have gone to a university and lacking those resources and that support. And so I go back to San Francisco State University to get support in that way to be like a resource that I didn't have when I went to school. Because to be honest, you know, I probably could have done more and been it sooner but had a little bit more guidance. How did you decide to even go to college? Was it because some of those conversations with your dad saying, be better than me and college is the path? Or why college and not something else when you're at that point since your, your parents didn't go? That is a great question. And you know what? My parents never had a conversation with me about, about college. Crazy, right? It was more so because when I was in high school, I happened to be in a program called Pavit, which preps you for college. And that wasn't something that my parents told me to do. It was something that I did. And I think just because of like what society says and maybe somewhere along the lines, like my parents, you know, inherently wanted me to go to college, but just didn't like say that. I went, you know, and I was being kind of somewhat groomed to do it when I was in high school through the AVID program. And so that kind of kept me on track and made me feel like, you know, I was good enough to go to a university. You mentioned you went to many colleges before you ended up at SFSU. Can you tell us a little bit about that journey? I was accepted into UC Santa Cruz, the first university that I went to my freshman year. And, you know, I was so excited about it. And that's when I, you know, I moved myself out of the house, all of my belongings, and I moved myself into the dorms down in Santa Cruz. That was the first university that I, that I had attended. And it's something that I've shared maybe once or twice on LinkedIn when I share my story. But I, I failed. I failed at UC Santa Cruz and I ended up going back to the community college in the area called Cabrillo College. And, you know, I was taking courses to get back on track to attending UC Santa Cruz. But unfortunately, things did not align for me and I ended up transferring over to San Jose State. My major was management information systems. That was the major I was trying to get into because it impacted at that time. And so because of that, I was still kind of on the hunt for a major that I could, you know, get accepted into at a university. And the next, the next place was San Francisco State was not impacted. I could go in the next semester. And so I ended up transferring over there. What changed that made San Francisco State the right place for you that you might not have had earlier on for the other universities before you got there? Yeah, you know, when I first got to UC Santa Cruz, you know, it was like finally being out of the house independent away from like my dad. And, and so I just, I went wild, you know, I was like, to be honest, I was like, I was doing my academics, but I was also like partying and I was not focused, definitely not focused. And that caused me to, you know, not do well in my classes at that time. So between then and San Francisco State, I think I matured a lot. How did you decide that you wanted to go down the entrepreneur route? Was it just thinking back and maturing? like you said, and thinking about the businesses that your father had. And so you didn't really 
you didn't really have any risk aversion. You had a lot less risk aversion. You just thought, you know what, I, I can do it. I've seen my father do it. Or were there other mentors or other factors at play that made you open up that side of just your approach to things, just being more entrepreneur minded when you got to San Francisco State? As far as like an entrepreneur mindset goes, I feel like maybe that was something like subconsciously that was embedded into me from seeing my father do the things that he did. And to be clear, you know, like my dad like sold like shave ice and he like sold t-shirts. That was like his business, right? So it wasn't like this enormous, lucrative business thing that he had. So that's why I say, you know, subconsciously, I picked up on a lot of things that he did with just taking action and being kind of brave, I suppose. And for me, another turning point that I had, so, you know, I had this mindset that I, I probably picked up from my dad and though obviously was a lot of risk, but I wasn't really thinking about like the risk at that time. But the thing that really got me into and shifted my mindset was when I was attending a community college and I started taking business classes. One of the professors was amazing. I was like a big fan of him. Was not a mentor of mine. He was just a professor. I just loved his charisma and how he explained things. And I was like, man, business sounds really cool. felt like something I, I would be good at. And so at that time, you know, prior to taking those classes, I was taking more technical courses because I wanted to get into engineering, like software engineering. So I was like learning how to code. And so I said, you know, what can I find to kind of marry the two of the areas that I'm interested in? And so that's why Managing Information Systems came into, into view. And, you know, I was able to kind of take some of my technical skills and then entrepreneur side of things and business and find a major that would fit into what I was interested in. What did you end up pursuing and what was the mindset there to shift from management information systems to what you ended up doing shortly after? Yeah, it might sound, you know, like I, and maybe it was true at the time, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, I thought it was information systems, but during my senior year, you know, taking classes at the end, I couldn't see myself doing that as a nine to five job, doing some type of analyst role or data analytics. I couldn't see myself doing that all day. And so I kind of fell back on the part-time jobs that I was working. I had been doing like social media for some nightclubs in San Francisco part-time in the evening. So City Nights, Club X, and EPR when it was a thing, and like Sound Factory. So I was doing like social media, a number of jobs for them. And so, you know, I thought to myself, well, if I'm doing social media, that's kind of like under the umbrella of marketing in a way. So what can I do in relation to that? And that's when I networked and reached out to one of my professors. Her name is uh, Leijin. She's still at San Francisco today. And she hooked me up, referred me to an internship for uh, a marketing position down in Fremont. And, you know, I think... A lot of it for me, and this is kind of like my story, is I experience things to see if I can see myself doing them or not. You know, I have to like do it before like I know if I'm going to love doing it or not. So I tried out the marketing internship, didn't like it. (laughs) And then finally landed in uh, recruiting because I had some friends that were in the industry and had been helping me find jobs prior. And so I got into like the recruiting space and, you know, the career services space. And that's how I, that's how I ended up going down that path, which is kind of like what encompasses my career today. So let's talk about Career Doctor. That's your branding on LinkedIn. Can you tell us a little bit more about Career Doctor, what it is and and how you got the idea off the ground? So originally Career Doctor was something that 
was born out of job searching, to be honest. I was job searching and I, I wanted to be able to add more experience to my resume. And, you know, I had been doing some career coaching on the side, helping my friends, like resumes and giving them advice. And so I was like, well, I think I can put that on my resume because of the skill that I'm using. And, you know, I was just like, okay, like, what do I call that? And I ended up landing on career doctor. And I was like, well, and my, my partner at the time, you know, it's like, that's really good branding, actually. Like, there's a lot that that can be for like branding purposes. So I went with that and landed on career doctor and never looked back. And so it's definitely come a long way since I started it being kind of like a one-on-one career coaching service and helping people that way to a place where people can go for free resources that you can find across all social media platforms. And so we're, we're working over here and creating a database so that we are curating some of like the top resources and free resources that you can find across places like YouTube, LinkedIn, TikTok, and curating it in a way that will help you take take a step forward toward breaking into tech. And so like you've grown to 10,000 followers on LinkedIn now. How have you gone about that? Was it really Clubhouse and some of the stuff you've been doing there? Or was there uh, other stuff you've done to kind of grow your brand on LinkedIn and and some of the other places that you might be well-known? It's been a combination. It's been also a roller coaster ride. I think anyone who's a content creator will probably say the same thing. It can be rocky getting started at times discouraging, you know, when you when are creating content. But I think, you know, if I were to kind of drop a nugget as far as content creation goes, my own experience, it's really leaning into your, your personal mission and why are you creating content in the first place, right? Is it to help job seekers? Is it to help, you know, what is like the underlying mission behind it? Because if it's just to like grow followers, then, you know, it's really going to be challenging and a struggle. Because then you're really focused like on vanity metrics and like, oh, it's not doing well and things like that. When all that really matters is, you know, making a post that it's out there helping people. I've seen a lot of your posts about the hidden job market. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, yeah. So there's definitely that phrase that floats around out there. Well, hidden job market. The way that I, that I see it in some research that I've done, articles I've read, hidden job market is supposed to be this like invisible place we can find jobs, right? They're not posted on career pages. You can't find them like on Indeed. It's more so like networking. It's word of mouth. And so hidden job markets kind of, I feel like born from that way of thinking that these jobs are hidden. And a lot of it is found just through like networking and, and going through different, maybe different types of events. And so we've created a community on LinkedIn, which has about 2,100 members in the community as of right now and growing every day. And it's a place where people can find resources and a place where, because, and this is, I think, because of the algorithm that LinkedIn has, is if you don't have a lot of connections, then you see less in your feed. There's like a lot that you mix, I suppose, right? The smaller your network is, you know, the less access you have to resources that are being posted out there on a daily basis. And so this place is meant to kind of collect that information from people who are posting jobs, like hiring managers, recruiters. I see it every day. I see recruiters, hiring managers posting like, hey, here's a job that I'm hiring on my team. Hit me up, send me your resume. Not a lot of people don't see that, right? So 
a lot of times, you know, we've, we've posted those jobs and even created a database around that so that people can discover that information. And you hit a job market, right? So you could actually find that information somewhere. I know that I approached you after Li Hua Huang, who kicked off the mentoring program at the College of Business for San Francisco State, got started. And I know that you were very involved. Li Ha actually mentioned that I should connect with you and hear more of your role there and everything. So could you talk a little bit about that? What was your role in the mentoring program and what type of involvement do you see yourself having going forward? Great question. I love Pihua. She's such a sweet woman. And I actually was initially in contact with the previous director of career services. And when she transitioned out, she connected me with Lihua. And that's when I heard about the mentorship program. And I was like, oh, well, like, sign me up. You know, like, this is my alma mater. You know, I, I would love to support. And so I volunteered to be a mentor of the last cohort that they had in the spring semester. And if you uh, mentioned that there was you know opportunity to be on the advisory board of the program. And so I was like, yeah, you know, I actually have a, a lot of experience in programs because I've been on a program team in my previous job. And, I, you know, the year up program is essentially very similar in a lot of ways, right? There's a lot of career development involved in court, like much classes that young adults would take to uplift their career. They work on their resumes, they work on interviewing skills, all that, all that jazz. And so when she told me about that, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm happy to help and provide feedback on the program and see how we can improve the program as well. And so I did a lot of, pretty much like, I guess you can call it consulting in a way. You know, I was volunteering myself as a kind of consultant advisor on how the program is doing, my observation of being a mentor myself in the program and relaying that back so that we can make the program better. And so that was... Um, what I was doing for the, the last cohort for the uh, mentorship program for the Lang Business College. Awesome. And so I know that we're switching over from Li Hua, from being the um, leader of the program to now Ryan Smith, I believe. And so have you been looking at how some of these changes are going to be implemented? Have you been talking to Ryan about it? What are some of the changes that you're most excited about seeing in the next year? Yeah, you know, so there's a lot of movement, which I believe we are but stay close to becoming a, I think it's like a, a student organization on campus. And so that is in the work. And we go really close to kind of completing that process for the mentorship program. So that's new. And that's going to be a big thing, making it more official. So that there's more visibility for students and accessibility. So that's a big thing. I'm excited for that and to see, you know, how we grow from that. and then. On my end, I've kind of taken it upon myself to do a little bit more recruiting and you know, put on my recruiter hat and actually looking for more volunteer mentors for the program. So when I was at Europe, I'd been working with Nerd Wallet here in the Bay Area to volunteer a lot of the recruiters to come in and do like mock interviews and things like that. And so I've actually been in contact with Nerd Wallet and uh, we've been talking about this, the mentorship program, so I think it's great. And I'm working my magic to get volunteers from that company to come in and support our students here at San Francisco State. Do you have any other upcoming projects or what else are you working on outside of that that you want to let people know about? Yeah, yeah. So one is Career Doctor is doing a, a project called the I, I'm Happy to Announce Project. I'm sure if you're listening in, Mohammed, you've also probably seen all those 
I'm happy to announce or I'm happy to share that I got this new job. They're all over the place. You know, I thought it was going to be a trend, but I honestly, I don't know if it's going away. <laughs> I don't think it is. Yeah. It's actually nice. Yeah. It's, it's actually nice. Yeah. And LinkedIn kind of has, I feel like, led us in that direction anyway, because there's an option to share, like, you got a new job. It's actually a feature of LinkedIn. And so I don't think it's going away. And I've noticed that I've noticed that, that pattern. And so I created this project so that we can get more insight and hear more of the journey, the story, the challenges of the people who get these jobs. Because let's be honest, when we see those in our, in our feed, one, I mean, there's, I feel like there's different camps. People are just like, yes, amazing job. You are amazing. So inspiring. I'm glad that you got your job. And you got this other camp over here that's just like, I don't, I'm still job searching. I don't want to see this post just yet. They're literally just saying, you know, I got this job and thank you. And so with this project, we really want to shed some light that, you know, it's not all rainbows and, and butterflies. There's a lot of, lot that goes into land, landing these jobs and challenges. And so we interview these people live on LinkedIn Live and talk about what they went through, the challenges they overcame, and we get a lot of tips and resources on how they were able to break into the job that they got into. And through doing that, helping job seekers through the listening in with breaking into their own type of job and, in, and empowering them, encouraging them to continue job searching and finding, you know, whether it's an internship or a full-time job, whatever it is they're looking for. So that's what it's meant to do. It's kind of just pulling back the curtain and kind of humanizing that a little bit more because it's more than just a celebration. You know, these people are all human. And they all work hard to get to where they are today. And so we shed light on that. That's one project I mentioned earlier on, I kind of alluded to, well, the career doctor is going to be, it's going to start doing LinkedIn audio. I have a lot of experience doing it on Clubhouse. I built a community on there called the Career Clinic. It's got like over 6,000 members, job seekers, hiring managers, career coaches, all that stuff. And so looking to bring that same magic to LinkedIn and audio room. And, you know, I'm going to be partnering, reaching out to content creators, recruiters to come into these rooms and, you know, drop gems, as we would call it, on Clubhouse uh, about a year ago or so. That's one other thing I wanted to put on people's radar is that, you know, we're going to be bringing that magic back and super excited about it. I've noticed myself that just being able to have that broad way to broadcast information. You know, when you drop the gems, it's not just one-on-one, -on -one, you're dropping it to all of the people who are listening. So that's a great approach to getting the word out on how to get jobs and how to do things a different way than they might've been doing in the past. And so with that, how do people get in touch with you if they want to know more? How do they find you online? Yeah, yeah. So best way to reach me is LinkedIn. That's where I'm most active. And obviously we all know that that is a professional platform for networking. So shoot me a connection on there. Please add a note. Please, 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 please add a note. I've even created content around how to make a note on LinkedIn, especially when you're reaching out to recruiters. Because I'm a recruiter, I get a ton of requests. So when people actually take time to drop a note um, when they're connecting with me, it stands out. It goes a lot farther when I'm looking through all those requests and see who I'm going to connect with. So... Connect me on, on LinkedIn. Check out our website, career.doctor or www.career.doctor. It is under construction, but the website in its entirety will be rolling out really soon. So reach out to me. 
Sounds great. And with that, that is another episode of SFSU GatorCast. Manny, thanks for joining me and see you everyone next time. Thank you.